a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 114 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today is the final episode in our four-part Blast from the Past series, going over sayings suggested to me by my grandmother. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this series as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Now let's go ahead and start learning today's phrases, origins, history, and more. If you're cruising for a bruising, then you're basically asking to be punched. Basically, it means you're being annoying or a jerk, and someone wants to hit you because of that. If you go back into old-timey times, the word cruise has one meaning that's probably different than any way you've ever used it. At least as far back as the early 18th century, cruising around town could mean many things, one of which was looking for an intimate partner. That eventually led to the word generally meaning looking for trouble. Ergo, cruising for a bruising became a way to say you were looking to get into a fight or acting in a way that would make people want to fight you. It was well cemented into the vernacular by the 1940s. It was included in Green's Dictionary of Slang as being from the 1940s and was defined as, quote, looking deliberately to cause trouble, end quote. Green's Dictionary also said that this saying originated in the United States. I don't know if it came from the military, but I did find a couple of print uses from the 1940s with military connections. It seems to first show up in print in a military newspaper called the Palisades from Camp Shakes in New York. On December 29, 1944, we find the following quote, Don Ness is cruising for a bruisin' these days. Too many girls. End quote. The following year, it was used again in another newspaper, and while this one's not a military newspaper, it does have a military context. It was in the Independent Record, a newspaper from Helena, Montana, on November 30, 1945. It read, quote, Navy should score once, but the midshipmen definitely are cruising for a bruising. End quote. This was in reference to a college basketball game between the Navy and military academies where the Navy was expected to lose by a lot, which they did. That's all I found for this one, so let's move on. I'd be willing to bet that a good many of you have played this game in the car. Although it's known by many names, this game is known to most people as Punch Buggy or Slug Bug. Mimi asked me why people tend to punch each other when they see a Volkswagen Beetle, and I found out why. I have to say that the reason surprised me, 
and if you don't already know, then it may surprise you too. Just in case you haven't heard of the game, here's how it works. It's really simple. If you see a Volkswagen Beetle, then you call out the phrase of your choice, be it slug bug, punch buggy, or something else, and you punch the other players on the arm. When the new Beetles came out in the 1990s, some people altered the rules to say that the new ones didn't count, or that the original Beetles were good for two punches instead of one. The part of the game's origin that probably isn't surprising is that many people call the Volkswagen Beetle a bug for short. So this is where the bug or buggy part of the game name comes from. But what about the punching? Supposedly, it came from Volkswagen itself, at least according to an advertising campaign they ran starting in 2009. They claimed they had come up with the game, quote, over 50 years ago, end quote. This is likely not true, though. It just made for a good ad. A couple more theories are as follows. The beetle looks somewhat like a closed fist, which is what you punch with, and so the game was born. Some people think it's simply because the car is easy to spot, among other cars, due to its iconic shape, so it makes for an easy target to search out. This doesn't explain the punching, though, so it's not too likely that this is the true origin. The most prevalent theory has to do with Nazis, which is what surprised me. I guess it shouldn't have, since it's a German car, but it did. Anyway, the Beetle was first produced to be an economical car for Nazi soldiers. People thought it looked kind of like a horse and buggy, at least in comparison to other cars of the day. This is where the buggy part of the game's name came from and the punching is thought to have come from the idea that Nazis tended to hit and otherwise abuse people. There's no way to definitively prove that mistreatment from Nazis who drove the little cars is where the game came from, but it does sound plausible at least. Whether the game comes from the shape of the car or the people who first drove it, the name Slugbug was being used by the 1960s, as we find reference to it that year. In the Arizona Republic, a newspaper from Phoenix, Arizona, we find the following on May 6, 1964. Quote, I think the slug bugs are cute. End quote. And with that, let's move on. If you give someone a knuckle sandwich, then it means you punch them, specifically in the mouth. This one is going to have to be a turn of phrases tidbit, because there isn't much out there about this one. But here's what I did find. The idea is that if you punch someone in the mouth, then your fist, led by your knuckles, is the sandwich. No one seems to know exactly where this came from, but it seems to come into use around the early 20th century. It was said by many a tough guy in movies in the 1920s and 30s, and this is what many people think led to it becoming a way to act tough or to express annoyance with someone. That's really all I could find. It became popular thanks to its use in the entertainment field. I wish I had more to offer you, but sometimes the research doesn't turn up much. So now it's time for today's Familiar Quotation. Toppers, today's Familiar Quotation is from Brandon Sanderson. Here's what he had to say about punching. Quote, Never throw the first punch. 
If you have to throw the second, try to make sure they don't get up for a third. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Sanderson, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, Love Advice from Old Timey Times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't forget that you and your husband are a partnership. If he thinks his partner is against him, to whom can he look for sympathy? If you join in the world's opposition, he may feel that he is a very Ishmael and become one in truth. And now for the men. Don't neglect seeing your wife off or meeting her on her return from a journey on the ground that she is so capable that she doesn't need you. Perhaps not, but she would like to see you all the same. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 114. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. Also, check out the show notes for links to the Podfix network and to my merch store. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Last but not least, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast. Researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, don't be cruising for a bruisin'. Toodaloo! And now... This is... Let me rephrase. At least as far back as the early 18th century... There's no way to definitive... To... <laughs> was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.